Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's episode 19 of the Open Minded Podcast. I'm your host, your inventor, the whole nine, Antoine. It's popping, man. Uh, the date is July 21st, 2018. It's late night, you know what I mean? Have some time, you feel me? So, wanted to get straight into, you know what I'm saying, today's episode, this week's episode. Um, I got a spicy topic this episode, man, in my opinion, you know. Um, I wanted to get straight to it. Uh, so, a long story short, you know, I was having this, a couple conversations with, with my co-workers, a couple friends. I brought this topic to the table via group chat the whole nine, man. So, I just kind of wanted to see what people's mindset was with this. Uh, so, the topic is, if a man loses his job, how long should his girl, significant other, wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever the case is, the man's bringing in no money. How long should his significant other hold him down? Now, I've gotten so many different responses, thoughts, attitudes, the whole nine, man. I think this is a very prominent subject and title and topic because I feel like it's important to see where women and men's mindset. Now, when I spoke to the women in my life, the women that I know, you know, uh, I think it really just depended on their current situation in life. And I'm not trying to judge, you know, but I just think it really depended. Like, so for example, if it was a single woman that, that I spoke to, obviously I'm not about to put nobody's names out there. That's crazy. But if it was a single woman that I spoke to about this topic, she would say, it just seemed like a never ending pattern. You know, any single woman for the majority of it, any single woman would say like, oh, I'm not holding my man down. Forget that. He's a man. He's supposed to provide it is what it is. But when I was speaking to a woman who was in a relationship, you know, whether it be a girlfriend, a spouse, whatever it is, fiance, wife, she would say, I, w- I would hold my man down as long as he needed me to be. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think both both responses that I received are fake. I mean, I mean, that's just how I feel, man. And the reason why I say that is because of it. So for the single women that I spoke to, like I said, the majority of their content and their responses was, I'm not holding no man down. He needs to hold himself down. The reason why I said that that response is fake is solely because of this. You're saying that because you don't have a man. If you had a man during this, during me bringing this uh, topic to, to the forefront, you wouldn't say that. You would say, oh, I'm going to hold my man down. I'm going to be loyal to my man because you're happy. You're in a state of happiness. You're in a committed relationship. You're happy with your significant other. So you're going to be loyal to that person. Now, the reason why I feel the people who were in relationships were being fake or being phony, and I just personally didn't, 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 I didn't feel like the responses were genuine. It could have been, you know what I'm saying? That's why I have my own podcast, because I could say my own personal prediction in my, and you know, in my own personal uh, thought process of how the way people, you know, the people that, that I were asking was responding. I just didn't think it was genuine. The reason why I thought that the women who said that they would hold they, they men down because they were in relationships was because of just that. They were in relationships. If you weren't in that relationship, you would probably think like the single woman I asked. And you're saying that because you're happy and you're in a committed relationship. I don't think that that's true. Now, me and my wife had this conversation. And we've been in this situation, you know, my wife held me down when I have a penny to my name, while I was scratching my lint pockets, not getting no money, man. She's held me down. She's provided, you know, she's 
she's exasperated all options and resources to make sure we've had. And this is before we was married. So that's how I know, you know what I'm saying, going forward, you know, my wife is somebody I'm going to be with forever. But she said, I think that she gave me the realest response. She told me, it depends on my thought process. It depends on my drive. If, if she sees me going out there trying to find a job, pushing every day, leaving at 8 in the morning, looking for jobs, coming back at 5 p.m. like it's a legit job. If she see me hustling and grinding and trying to get to the money to provide for us and our family, she said she will hold me down as long as she needed to. But she said if she seen me, if, if, she, if she was coming home from work, coming home from school, the whole nine, whatever the case is, and I and she not and and I'm not grinding, I'm not trying to better myself, I'm not trying to better us, I'm not trying to help my situation, I'm just trying to just put it in other people's hands to provide for me. I'm not carrying myself like a man, so she couldn't carry me. And I think that's the realest thing ever, man. In my personal opinion, when you look at these situations, if a man is in a predicament where he's down and out and he don't got no money and he ain't getting to it, whatever the case is, I feel like it's a woman's obligation to hold him down. Now, if he's not doing his part, if he's not trying to get on his feet, if he's not trying to look out for other people or he's not trying to put you in a better situation, then leave him. If he's not if he's not grinding the way you're grinding to hold him down, leave that man. But if you see the ambition in that man's eyes, if you see he's 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 taking everything and 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 he's and he's keeping it pushing and he's focusing on getting better as a man and trying to put y'all in a better predicament, I don't care how long it takes. I feel like if you have faith in God and you know that God can see y'all through, you should do your part at any and all times. That is my opinion, and 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 I'm not going nowhere with that, man. I think I think. Especially in my generation, I think a lot of I think we are filled with with relationships that feel like it needs to go from zero to 100 in an instant. And that's not how life works. Me and my wife have been together for nine years, man, grinding. We are not perfect to this day. But I thank God that I that I wake up with the person that sees my ambition, sees my drive, sees where, where I want to be and is happy to strap on the boots with me day in and day out and go to war with me every day. It's not perfect. It's a lot of things wrong with our relationship at times. And I'm not saying by we're perfect in any regard. But the fact that I got somebody that can grind, look out for me, love me, and encourage me, you know what I'm saying, during difficult times, man, and shares my, my faith in God, is it something that that you can look at God and say, God, you bless me for life. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if not only women, not only women at all, man, I think if men had that mentality as well and stuck by their women, regardless of what their situation is, regardless of what they're going through, regardless of whatever strongholds and issues that they may be presented with at this current moment, troubles don't last always, man. And if you can hold your significant other down during these troubling times, I think that that shows a lot about your character, a lot about who you are. And that's just something that's just so respectful in my eyes, man. And I know it's it's respectful and it's credited as righteousness in God's eyes, you know. So I just encourage people, man, going forward, man, to not just looking at your current situation and let that depict how you love your, uh, your significant other, man. Love your significant other based on who they are and not their situation because our situation will not always be great. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what house you live in, what kind of car you drive. You will fall on hard times, man, whether it be spiritual, whether it be financial, whether it be character-wise. You will fall on hard times. That's just life. That's just 
that's just that's just the life that God has made. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It tests our faith. You know what I'm saying? Because when things are down, you see who's who's behind you. And I feel like in this life, your significant other should be your best, your most ride or die person, man. And if you don't feel like that person's doing that, bro, move on, please, man. I've seen so many women waste their time with men that aren't going to change. Men that are going to continue to do the things they want to do, and they're not going to change. And vice versa, I've seen men stick around with women who don't love them the way that man loves them and, and, and won't put in the, the, the time and effort and work that it takes to make the relationship right. And then, you know, you look up, man, it's 10 or 15 years away. You know what I'm saying? That's been wasted and been pushed down the toilet, man, just because you're loyal. You know what I mean? Leave that situation, man, and look to God, man, to put somebody in your life that is as loyal as you are. Man, I encourage that. I'm telling you because you don't want to see... You don't want to feel like the person that God created you is going to waste on somebody who doesn't appreciate the person you are. I'm telling you, man, move on. Okay, if your significant others is, is grinding, hold them down and vice versa, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at it like a gender issue because women can hold men down just like men should hold women down. And that's just how I feel. And that's real. Uh, I want to switch, you know, I want to I want to uh, decipher into this is, you know, this. A segment that I've brought into, you know, the Open Minded Podcast for a long time now, man. It's the NBA comparison segment. Uh, the two players I chose, you know, I tried to take um, a situation from uh, basically a player from, you know, back in the day before I was born, the 70s, 80s, and me in the even 90s. Um, and then I try to try to compare them to the 2000 players. Basically, is what I try to do. The basis of the NBA comparison segment here on here on Open Minded. Uh, but I chose, you know, two. Two people, in my opinion, that changed the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I, in my opinion, man, I feel like there's about five players in the NBA that's changing the history of the game. That's how I feel. Everybody's not going to agree with that, but that's how I feel. But I think these these two players, and to do it at the point guard position, it just it just speaks volumes of their game, man. Um, and I think, and I and I, if for anybody that would even disagree with that, I think it's crazy. But but I chose Steph Curry, um, and then I chose Allen Iverson, man. Now I, I chose these players, man, because. I think that for them to change the not not even change the point guard position, but change the game, change the culture, change how it is in the NBA, street ball, whatever it is, man, whether it be style, sub, whatever it is, man, the style of play on and off the court, man. I think that these two players change the game and and are prominent in uh, NBA history to this day. Uh, I chose these two players also, man, because like I said, they they both play the point guard position, but they don't play like point guards. They kind of play like shooting guards that are just putting point guard bodies, but still dominate the game. Um, to just look at a couple of stats, for example, with Curry, he averages 23 points over his career, four assists and six, I'm sorry, four rebounds and six assists. Uh, Allen Iverson averages 26 points a game, three three uh, rebounds and six assists. Um, Curry obviously was a, is a five-time All-Star. Uh, AI is an 11-time All-Star. Curry's a three-time NBA champion. Uh, Allen Iverson, unfortunately, he, he, he did make it to the finals, but he never won it. Um, I think both of these players are winners. Now, you can look at Allen Iverson and say, oh, you don't have a championship, whatever. First of all, he's never played on the team that's as talented as, as, as uh, Curry did. Never in his life. Uh, he he made the likes of Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, Derek Coleman when he was old, uh, Matumbo when he was old. He brought all of these players to the NBA Finals. Now, he ran up against one of the best teams in history in those 01 and 02 Lakers. You know what I'm saying? And, and But he stole the game in L.A. That's tough, man. Curry's never had to be pressed with that type of ability on the other side of the court. He's always been on a team that's been that good. 
know what I'm saying? Allen Iverson looked at that situation like, oh, this ain't nothing, bro. And he did the infamous come here, step back, stepped over Teron Lou, smacked it in his face, and stepped over him. And uh, and and AI's braids was uh, longer than Teron Lou's. That that counts for something, man. You gotta give my boy AI something, man. But I just think that man, he was faced with a lot of adversity. You know what I'm saying? Even before he was in the NBA. Uh, but AI man is definitely somebody that, that, like I said, changed the culture of the NBA, man. He changed the style of it, you know what I mean? You, you got players after AI, you know what I'm saying? Cash was coming to the game, fitted to do rags under it, chains, big white tees, forces, you know what I'm saying? Big, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, or whatever jeans they was rocking back in the day, you know what I'm saying? AI, AI made that, man. AI made that to the point where the NBA changed the dress code, you know what I mean? For, for for a while, you had to wear only suits, you know what I'm saying? It was looking like all them cats was going to court at one time. Like It was looking crazy, man, but AI changed the, the narrative of the game, and he changed you that you could bring streetball into the professional element and not only dominate, but be a crowd favorite. AI did that, man. AI, like I said, was 11-time All-Star. He was a killer, man. He was definitely a fan favorite. He was even one of those cats when, in, I believe it was 2009, 2010, when he was playing with the Grizzlies. Averaging like eight points a game, he was voted into the All Star game. Now, obviously, they didn't give him leeway into the All Star game because he wasn't performing like one. But that's but that's the type of of, of love that AI's name carry even to this day, man. When he when that whenever he's in any any Philly games, they always interview Allen Iverson. He was just one of them cats, man, that had the swagger. He was a small cat, but he played like a bull. You know what I'm saying? He just had that fierce mentality, and he went out there and showed it every night. I mean, come on. Even in from 2009 to like 2014 when he uh, retired from uh, Philly, averaging like seven or eight points a game. And that still averaged out to 26 points a game over his career. Hey, I was a thug, man. He was a killer. And then when you look at Curry, obviously Curry was on the 73-9 team. Best regular season team ever. Could have could have went down as, as the best uh, team ever, but the great LeBron James, the best player ever, dethroned him. Uh, but Curry, you know, Curry came in the league you know, as a Trey Young feel, man. Strapped from anywhere. Nobody's seen nothing like it. Pulling from 30, 40 feet. Knocking them down. Played for Davidson, a small D1 college. Took them to the Elite Eight. His a, his a sophomore year. Junior year, came into the league. Got drafted seventh overall. Uh, like I said, he averaged 23 points, four assists, or four rebounds and six assists over his career. He's a five-time All-Star. But he's a three-time champion. This is why I would take Curry over uh, AI. Now, like I said, AI never played on a prominent, talented team the way Curry did. I would never say he did. However, Curry changed the game the same way, in my opinion, Allen Iverson did. And I don't like to say that that rings matter, man, but that's the only thing that can decipher these two players. Curry averaging 23 points a game, that's going to go up. The, the, the dude shoots the best the league's ever seen. You know, I've, I've always had this argument with friends, whether it be Kelly, Clay Thompson or Allen or uh, Stephen Curry, but man, just the way the things that Curry's done over his career, man, he's made the most. He's made the most threes in uh, NBA history and a uh, playoff game. Uh, he's definitely going to break Ray Allen's uh, record for the most threes in uh, in history. You know, he's going to shatter that, man. But Curry's just one of those cats, man, that it went from an athletic game to catch was gliding from the free throw line. And you know, players can still they still have that ability. Obviously, athleticism is definitely something that can help you in the game. But Curry made cats that weren't as weren't as athletic weren't as fast, weren't as quick, didn't have as much handle, didn't, you know, wasn't jumping out, uh, out of the gym, didn't have no crazy layup package. And he was like, hey, but I'm going to shoot from 30, and nobody's going to be able to guard it. And when Curry started doing that, bro, he changed the game. Now if you look at AAU games, you look at Baller's Life, you look at Baller Vision, you look at all these platforms that show high school games, everybody's pulling from 30. Nobody's 
as is against uh, to the rim as much unless you're just a freak athlete. But those six one point guards, those cats back in the day, they was they was all trying to dunk. It didn't matter if they could or not. They was all trying to dunk. Now Curry's like, hey, look, I'm six one. All right, cool. I'm gonna just pull from deep. He's 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 giving, in my opinion, everybody a chance. You know what I'm saying? Even those players who aren't as physically imposing, if you can knock it down the way Curry can, obviously you, you probably won't shoot as good as him, but if you can knock it down, you know what I'm saying, consistently, man, you will have a spot on any team. And that's just something that a lot of people haven't done, man. A lot of people aren't changing the game. We've never seen a player like like LeBron James. But LeBron James didn't give players that are 6'1 hope because you have to be 6'8", 260, and, and have a 40-inch vert to even compare yourself to LeBron. But Curry's like, hey, I'm a 6'2 cat. I'm a 6'3 cat. You know what I'm saying? I, I I wasn't very big. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a top recruit coming out. But I'm going to dominate the game, and, and he did that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think Curry will be looked at as the best point guard ever if he didn't get hurt so early. That's why I think Curry has to continue to put up stats and continue to win championships right now in his career just because he started off really slow. You know what I mean? Curry is one of those players, man, that you can look up to, like I said, because you can you can strive to actually be like him. You can't strive to be like no 6'8", dude. You, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you can strive to be like Curry, man. Like I said, not that big, not that fast, no crazy uh, retarded skill. But if you have one skill that you work on day in and day out, man, and you perfect it, you know what I'm saying, and you do it better than anybody, man, you have a chance. You know what I'm saying? You have a chance to be a pro. You have a chance to play on any high school team, any AAU team, any rec league team, whatever the case may be, man. So I respect Curry in that aspect, man, because... Like I said, basketball is hard enough, you know what I'm saying? But when you look at the competition, it's even harder. But Curry gave everybody, man, all kids hope, you know what I'm saying, that they can that they can go out there and just play their heart out, man, and really dominate on one side of the ball, you know what I'm saying, and really affect the game, you know what I mean? Even if you can't lock up everybody, you know what I'm saying, you can be dominant on one aspect, man, and you can really change the game. And Curry did that, man. But if, but if, but if you're asking me who I'm taking between the two, I just think Curry's ability to shoot from so deep stretches the floor out so much. Uh, Curry's able to get everybody involved with his shooting ability. I feel like AI was a lot more ball dominant um, and wasn't as a reluctant. And I think he was a more of a reluctant passer as opposed to Curry. Um, like I said, I just think Curry affects the game more than AI does. Man, I think I think Curry is one of those players that can is, is uh, going to have a prominent career even when his prime is up. You know what I mean? Because his shooting ability will always be there. I feel like AI, when once once his athleticism, once his athleticism went down, his quickness went down, started bouncing from team to team, and then, you know, he kind of fizzled out. I think Curry is one of them cats that even if he starts coming off the bench for uh, Golden State in, uh, in uh, his uh, later years, I think that he can still be effective, man, because he can move around. He can knock down jumpers from anywhere. And I just think that that aspect as a whole, man, is something that's more important than what AI can bring. Even though AI was great in uh, his own route, I just think that I would take Curry in, those, in, uh, in uh, that aspect because I think that he can affect the game longer in uh, his career. Um... I'm gonna talk about some music, man. Chance the Rapper, uh, I think he, he blew up with his uh, latest project, The uh, Coloring Book, uh, when he had the boy Ha Ha Davis on there. Uh, he dropped four singles. Uh, Walla Cam, um, I Might Need Security, Workout, and 65th and Ingleside. Straight Chicago records, man. Something that, you know, in my opinion, the game is missing, man. I feel like the, the game sounds a lot like the, 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 the Amigos right now. Hey, and I feel like Chance the Rapper, man, especially with the uh, the, the joint Wallacam, 
Does that kind of represents the dance feel of a uh, Chicago, which is not really talked about in a in a mainstream society? You always talk about the killing and aspect of a uh, Chicago, but I think that 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 Wilder Kim kind of give um, a diverse feel of a uh, Chicago and what they can bring. Uh, I really think that uh, that Chance the Rapper's coming with a lot of bars in uh, these uh, four songs. I love it. Uh, the, um, the I might need security, man. He brought um, a Jamie Foxx old school uh, commercial from when uh, the Jamie Foxx show was on air. Uh, he kind of sampled that man and, and uh, put it in the hook. I think it's fire. Chance is really spitting on it as well. Go check him out, man. Like I said, the four the, the four singles were Wallet Cam, I might need security, Workout, and 65th and uh, Ingleside. Definitely think that he's uh, giving Chicago a, a, a different feel. Definitely think people are feeling it, man. I've seen a couple uh, Twitter experts and in in Instagram uh, opinions on it, and people's definitely feeling it. Kind of feel the way I feel. So go go and check out those those four singles, man. I'm telling you, chances coming. I think this project is going to be scary. Um, and then as far as shows, uh, in my opinion, me and my wife is crazy. We was having this conversation today on, a, on a, our way to a, a party. Uh, Insecure Season 3 is coming out August 12th. Like I said, man, me and my wife have so much in common. I think that that's the best show ever. My wife introduced me to that a while ago. I didn't want to watch it. She told me that uh, it was from this girl who uh, created this show on YouTube called Insecure Black Woman, I think it was. Issa Rae, I was like, I don't want to watch that. I can't relate. I'm not no insecure black woman. Uh, but when I started to watch it, man, I realized that it's, it's, that it's more than that. You know, she, she, she touches topics from race to relationships, to gender equality, man, the whole nine, man, and it's, and it's just a smooth urban feel, but it's something for everybody, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and I binge watched it all in that day that, that she showed me, uh, then became even more of a fan of season two, and now season three is coming out August 12th, can't wait for it, Issa Rae's a genius in my opinion, she's funny, uh, she's just somebody that you can relate to in any aspect, man, She's so down to earth, it seems like. I mean, I obviously I don't know her, but she just seems so down to earth, man. She seems like she can definitely, she can definitely relate to anybody, whether it be race, regardless of what it is, man. Regardless of you, what, what, you, what you may not have in common, the things that you do have in common, she 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 seems like she brings it out in in her show. Uh, go check it out, man. August twelfth, it's on HBO. Uh, obviously, we're definitely checking it out on the Fire Stick. HBO's not getting my money, but it is what it is. Uh, like I said, man, it's called Insecure Season Three, man, with Issa Rae. August 12th, check it out, please. Hey, man, before I sign out, I want to say I'm looking for, you know, to be signed, man. You know, a couple podcast networks reached out to me. Appreciate all of y'all, man. Hey, I'm looking to be signed, man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm, I'm going to start coming with a, a YouTube page soon. I know I've been saying that, but it's coming. Um, start coming with visuals, man, where I'm recording my podcast. I've been working with a couple people on, like, images so far, man. Uh, I want to be signed to 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 a podcast network, man. I think my content is something that nobody's hitting with right now. You know what I'm saying? I think I've built up a steady following here on the uh, uh, Anchor app. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to continue to branch out, man. This open-minded movement is real. You know what I'm saying? And any any networks at all, man, that's that, that's interested, please reach out to me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm willing. You know what I'm saying? I, I can create content even more and more often, man. Whatever you need, I'm telling you, man. I, I'm worth it. Take your time. I'm telling you, man. I'm worth it, man. Take a chance on your boy, man. The Open Minded Podcast is something that's real. I get love everywhere I go about the Open Minded Podcast, and brother in person, Instagram, Facebook. I'm getting love, man. So check me out for real, man. The Open Minded Podcast. Everything's on the Anchor app. Download it. Check out all my episodes. Like I said, this episode 19. Got to do something special for episode 20, man. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I'm out here, man, for real. Any networks, any any podcast networks signing in, any up-and-coming podcasters, I think I'm worth taking a chance on. I know I'm worth taking a chance on. Check me out for sure, man. Please. Please, I'm here, baby. We here. We here. <laughs> All right, so as always, man, I want to end with the prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, once again for this platform. Thank you for all my listeners. Thank you for for uh, the content. You know, I just thank you, Lord, for just letting your love and your presence and your will continue to be felt in this movement. You know what I'm saying? And just help me, Lord, to just continue to get better day in and day out. Um, I love you, God, and I thank you, God. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All right, y'all, man. That's episode 19 of the Open Mind Podcast. Not too long this week. You know what I'm saying definitely coming back next week, man. Like I said, I'm doing something special for episode 20. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Visuals are coming soon. YouTube's coming soon. Gotta stop slacking. I'm gonna get on it, man. Any podcast networks, man. Open minded podcast. Antoine McDaniel. Sign me. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. It will be worth it, man. I let your boy, man. And above all, stay open minded. Love.